Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. I am excited to announce that Joe Espada is going to be the new manager of the Houston Astros. Time to remember yesterday's John and Lance show. Kind of. Anybody? Yeah, we'll hear. Anybody? Yeah, we'll hear. You're not on X. I'm not on X. Xing right now. Xing right now. Xing. Xing. Xing right now. What yeah. are you doing pointing to your butt? I wish it was a contract. I wish it was a contract. Contract. See, no accountability, John. You're a circus anyway, because all that weird stuff you do. Uh, true that. True that. True that. Del Ola Machete. Beat it. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. What's wrong with Frank? There's absolutely something wrong with him. You said, I am not on X. I'm not on X. I'm not on X. I'm on Twitter. Okay? That's not how he's taking that phrase. Uh, first of all, and I still, on your phone, do you have the X symbol or do you have the Twitter symbol? X I have the Twitter symbol still on my phone. Well, that means you haven't updated your phone. I'm not going to. Why? Because because I'm holding up. I'm a Twitter guy. You're I'm going to call it Twitter. I'm going to call it Twitter. Oh, well, I still call it Twitter. You don't have to. No, I know, but <laughs> I still, that's my. I'm not going to say that's X. My... It just doesn't, it that doesn't flow. And... No, it's Twitter. Okay. And yeah, it'll just... always be Twitter. I say it, people tweet. They don't X stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. You post stuff. Now yeah. it's posting, not Xing stuff. Well, yeah. You post. Yeah. You tweet, post, whatever. Who right. Cares? Right. So, but <laughs> it's not this. Not Degeneration Not X. this. No. Frank thought you meant ecstasy. He was not on ecstasy. I was not. Yeah. During I know the what show Frank yesterday. thought. But you said you weren't, though. But actually, you said you weren't. I'm actually, not on X. Yeah. I'm not on X. John wasn't rolling during the show. He just. So a lot of good stuff it's yesterday. Like are you happy, Joe Espada? Yeah. Are you? Are you? Yeah. Are, let's keep it in the family. Yeah. As as our man Sammy once said, who did the opening for the bench at six yeah. ten? Well, keep it in the family. That's what I John believe. John and Lance. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting on the bench at six ten. I still got that. You do? Woo! Yeah. Yeah. You gotta oh, play it someday. It's on a cassette. Give it tape. to Frank. It's on a cassette tape. So I don't know how you play that. Oh, <laughs> Frank can play. I don't know if there's any technology that will play a cassette tape. But, um, yeah, Joe Spotty, yeah, keep it in the family. I'm happy. I'm happy that who we know and what we – I think most Astros – I didn't see any Astros fans that were mad. Honestly, no. I – who was the name that everyone wanted? Buck Showalter? Was that somebody you were hoping for? No. How about Pratty? <laughs> no. No, nobody else. Nobody. 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 There was nobody that people were clamoring no, no, for. No, Joe Espada he deserves the shot. Joe Espada has been in the – how about continuity? This team has been great for seven years now in the ALCS. He's been there, done that, been through two managers, three general managers. He knows here. He's made decisions. He talked about yesterday how he, he and Dusty – you know, it's not his decision to bat Yiner and Singleton before Altuve got up. He actually addressed it. We'll we'll hear from him about it. He, you know, they talk about this stuff. They do this every single day. He 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 was uh, as versed in everything that was going on as Dusty was. The problem with Dusty was that Dusty did not want to play Yiner, and Dana did. Dana wanted Dana Brown wanted to play Yiner. So I'm sure behind. 
I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm sure behind the scenes, Joe Spada just went. And one of the things that he said, Yiner will be the catcher, and you know it'll be good to have the general manager and the and the manager on the same page, right? Yeah, be, that's got to be a collaboration, right? Isn't it? Doesn't it? It's better when it's a collaboration as opposed to Dusty. Hey. I've got a lot of wins here. I'm going to do things the way that I want to do. I, I'm not listening to anybody else. This is the way I'm doing it. Well, you can have a collaboration, but you still have to have one guy making decisions. Oh, he's going to make the decisions. Yeah, it's not a, it's not an equal democracy. No, 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 no. But Joe Spot. But here's the thing. That's why it's he's a nice bench when coach. They, it's nice when they think the same way. Why do you need a bench coach then? Well, he if you does, don't want to have somebody because who's, you might miss something that the bench coach saying. says. Yeah, bench coach is important. I yeah, think. Yeah, absolutely. Bench coach. I think that I think having a bench coach would be great for. You know, Bill O'Brien needed somebody because his time, man, he couldn't do all the things he wanted to do, especially when you're head coach and you're an offense coordinator, head coach, defense coordinator. It'd be nice to have someone mm. like that. There's always a number one on the bench next to you in basketball as well. Uh, I think the, the Espada role is is good also because it helps those those uh, uh, those coaches become managers. Yep. You know, they understand more. So one thing that he did put the rest that we had talked about was game five. Of the ALCS, the decision after Dusty got thrown out of the game was Dusty behind him making all those calls. Here he is talking about making the decision to bet Yiner and Singleton before uh, El Tuve came up. He asked me about the uh, game, the you know the the game five in Texas and um, kind of the process of, of it. And and uh, I was telling him that uh, you know that's a you know collaboration. We talk about those moves pre- before the game. Um, before the series starts, uh, who's a good matchup against who? Um, how can we put our players in a position to succeed, right? And um, I was about to get ready to give that suggestion to, to Dusty about potentially making those moves once he gets ejected. Now, you know, it's my decision to make those calls, and I was telling him to thank God that those, those moves work because um, getting Hosey at the plate, um, and um, I just saw it coming. You know, he's, he just does it over and over again. So when those two men get on base, I'm like, here we go. We got a chance. Yeah. When those two, that was, that was awesome. That was just awesome. And he made those decisions. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot this, of people who were not, didn't want to give him credit for it. Yeah. Uh, you which, don't know, which is fine. You because, don't know. Yeah. You really don't. You don't I know. mean, I, I would, there's you know, a lot of managers that sit in that tunnel and call out stuff. Yeah, it, it is. But, yeah. um, you know, I asked, I asked somebody who, who knows those, yeah. those people and he said, no, it, it was, it was a spot. And a spot did, but he was very conciliatory there and, and Hey, it's a collaborative yeah. effort and all that stuff. That's it. It's irrelevant to what well, he we're said. He was going to, if Dusty was still there, I was going to make those suggestions to him. Yeah. Now, whether or not Dusty takes those that's suggestions. That's not something we had seen Dusty do previous. No, well, we don't know how many suggestions Joe Espada has made through the years that Dusty has no, taken. I'm saying that particular manner of pitch oh, yeah. hitting we had not seen Yeah. In, during the season. Right, right, right. So right. if Dusty would have done that, it would have been the first then, time that he pinch hit Yiner for someone else. And then and, because the thought is why, why right, not and then wait? Dusty pinch hit Singleton in that why situation with the bases loaded. Remember? Yeah. Why it was not, like, why are you doing and that? And not Yiner. And not Yiner. Yeah. Right. It, it, I mean, look, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, so, and then the other thing was who's making this decision, right? Who is making the decision about who's going to be the manager? Is it going to be Jeff Bagwell? Is it going to be Jim Crane? The public, there's been a lot of talk. Well, Once again, there's a reason people are sending me money on Venmo 
It's because of my heroic efforts of throwing a shoe and that brought attention to, it's like my own ribbon. Like, you know, when you put ribbons on stuff or you grow mustaches for stuff. It had nothing to do with anything. The shoe was Zero. Bagwell Awareness. Uh, <laughs> Bagwell Awareness? It was a Bagwell Awareness Month for no Brad Osmus. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was able in October to throw a shoe. It brought awareness to the situation. Um, this is no Osmus November? <sighs> yeah, that's right. No Osmus November. And so then... Uh, now the Astros, every time they talk, they say, boy, Dana Brown is really great, and he is doing everything. We will listen to everything Dana Brown says because, frankly, I know on this show what we've talked about is, is Dana even happy being here since <laughs> since everyone else appears to be making all the decisions? Well, man, I, I know this. Dana Brown and the and actually Jim, Bre- Jim Crane, the last comments he made about yeah. Dana's going to lead the charge. Right, right, right. And then this one, the comment well, that we're was, about to hear. The whole thing started with Brian McTaggart saying, you know, it's going to be a, a collaboration. And Jeff Bagwell is going to have a, a major input in, you know, whatever whatever his tweet was. And everybody was like up in arms, up in arms. And then, and then Jim Crane comes right back afterwards and says, you know, Dana's going to lead the charge. And now here's Dana yesterday Listen talking about the search. I must say that I'm uh, very excited. This is probably one of my biggest hires of my career, and that brings a lot of excitement to me. I uh, appreciate everyone being here, and I appreciate um, you know Jim Crane allowing me to you know lead the charge. And as I continue to keep keep him updated on what our thought process were, was and where we were going in this direction. And so uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. It almost makes it sound like Jim Crane was just somewhere else doing some work or whatever, and like, as well he hey, should just have been. text, just text me when you as well just let me know been. what you're thinking. Just text. As well he should have been. No way he was like that. No, 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 now, no. I'd, I'd heard that that was his that Espada was was always uh, Jim uh, Dana. Dana, no, Dana Brown. Yes, yeah. No. Dana always wanted Espada. Yes. So I do think that th- this was Dana. Uh, winning the discussion, maybe. Yes, 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 yes. Although it's Dana not- Brown, the only person that he mentioned when he was the, at the general manager meeting, and even before, right. was Joe Espada. And then he was like, yeah, the other guys, yeah, there's going to be more. I, well, I'm not going to mention any names. But, you know, Joe Espada is the only guy in the organization that we're going to talk to. I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to jinx it. Well, I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want anybody else. <laughs> yeah, no. that's That's why. There yeah. ain't nobody else in this race. It's Joe Espada, and now let's move on, okay? And and I like it. And and the general manager should have made the decision. Let the general manager do his job. Jim let Crane him, has been great at let that. Let him cook. Let Dana Brown cook. Well, here's the deal is he trusted Jeff Luno, right? Right. I mean, what, it, it, it took a— It sure seemed like it. I mean, right. But Jeff Luno, this was his first general manager job. You give over your entire organization— the 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 minor league system that he had so much work to do with the crappiest team in baseball, and he did it, and then Jim, and he built up a trust with Jim Crane. Obviously, Jim Click never had that. No. Obviously, Jim Click never had that. No. I mean, he one year and you won a World Series and you get and you beat it. It's time for you to go. Maybe he's got that kind of thing for, but you know that kind of uh, faith in Dana Brown now. I would hope so. And now, now Joe Espada has got to come through. You got to you hire him for a reason. Yeah. Trust your GM. You trust He's him. got a job yeah. to do. I mean, look, I'm not telling Jim Crane it's his it's his product. I'm not telling Jim Crane not to. I'm not telling Jim Crane not to have an interest in the team and and 
and, and maybe have his hands on some stuff. That's going to happen, and he has to make all that. And, I've, you know, and frankly, Jim Crane knows baseball way more than Drayton did. Jim Crane's been a good owner. I just It just the last couple of years have been a little concerning. We know that he's got a... Uh, He's got an idea of how to run a club when it comes to long-term contracts, and I understand it. I, I understand it. it. Now, is it going to make it painful for Astros fans? Yes, it is. It is going to be painful. It's begun to be painful, but it's going to get way more painful over the next uh, two years, more than likely. That's just the price of doing business, the way the Astros look at maintaining a, you know, a, a more sustainable product year after year after year. With that said... You know, I think the decision to kind of eke away from some of the analytics-driven stuff was a concern to me just because it's been so successful. And when we come back, we'll hear from Joe Espada again because Joe Espada does believe in the numbers. He yep. is someone who's come up with analytics for in terms of matchups, and uh, that's something that's really, really important to him. So important stuff coming out of from Joe Espada in the press conference, your new Astros manager, and from uh, – D'Amico Ryans, the Texans had their Monday press conference, and D'Amico had some great things to say about success mm-hmm. and how you handle success and who's responsible for success. Well, and we've heard this before, when they didn't have success, when they didn't prepare right. Yeah. Uh, right now, though, you know what? Who prepares? Underdog. Uh, underdog fantasy. Well, if you're prepared. So with underdog fantasy, they say, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make, and, and the Pick'em Challenge has become a really big feature for them because it allows people to – play the game within the game. You're sitting here watching your Monday night game yesterday, and you could go uh, higher than 1.5 touchdowns for Russell um, for Russell uh, Wilson, Russ Wilson, and it would have been a 1.5 times multiplier. It was a special feature they had baked inside the Pick'em Challenge. And you pick between two and five players. You take their stats, and you either go higher or lower than whatever they stat they have listed, whether it's rushing yards, uh, a total of fantasy points, a total of you know uh, receptions, targets. Dalton Kincaid's targets were eight. I was looking at that yesterday thinking, man, I mean, eight is a lot, but how is this game going to go? Is this going to be a run-heavy game? What's it going to be? So you analyze the games, and then you make your high and low predictions on the scores. And you can win between or on the, uh, the, the, the statistic totals, and you can make between uh, three times and 20 times your original uh, play when you're going – with uh, uh, the Pick'em Challenge. So make sure that you download the app in the App Store. Use promo code Lance to make your initial deposit. They will not only uh, match up to $100, there will be a special mystery pick in your Pick'em lobby that you can use that either makes it easier to win or is a multiplier for you. It's underdogfantasy.com. Make sure that you are 18 or older and present in the state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms and conditions apply. If you have a gambling problem, call 800-GAMBLER or go to ncpgambling.org. ESPN 975.com. Iocane powder. There's a shortage of perfect breasts in this world. It would be a pity to damage yours. Oh, Wesley, darling. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. All right, 717 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. 7 if you want to get in here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So um, back to you You want to talk, you want to touch on. Um, yeah, I'm going to hear from Joe Spada, Spada from first. an analytics standpoint. So Joe Spada is the guy who, so behind the scenes, one of the talks was that there was a, <clears throat> it's kind of an issue between the old guard, which was Lopez, Pettis, Dusty, and Machete. 
And then the other way of thinking, which was, you know, more analytics driven. Yeah. And uh, apparently that was, you know, some of the tension in the in the building was you know, how to how to do things, which that, that happens from time to time. I'm not, I'm not pointing any fingers at dust or anything. I'm just telling you, just giving you some back background on this. That's just the argument of how, how are we going to do this? And Joe Espada was apparently, from what I understood, kind of caught in the middle of playing, you know, between the front office and, and Dusty was kind of the guy kind of caught in the middle because he is a believer. He has been with analytics guy, driven guys, and he understands it. But at the same time, he's a bench coach, and he knows about the in-game decisions. And I think he, you know, has to balance between the eyeball test and the, and the numbers. Well, Joe Espada was asked about his approach yesterday, and I, I thought this was a refreshing answer. The balanced approach between the two. Very important. Um, we look at data closely, um, how we evaluate our players for our game planning, for player evaluation is very important, but also the human side of things, the human behavior, the player's performance, their makeup, their toughness, what they're going through in that moment. Um, we got to all take those things under consideration, all those things to make good, solid decisions. That, to me, that's the way it should be in all sports. It is the numbers shouldn't make the decisions for you. The numbers should be the information coin should you speak. use. The coin should speak. Right. You really want to know the truth. The coin has spoken. That's what you do. You flip it mm-hmm. and you go heads or tails and you let the well, coin. In a lot of instances, it might be a heads or tails. I don't know. You know what? The numbers say this. I really feel this. Bye bye. Let's flip the coin. I like that way. And the going coin about speaks. It. I, I flip the coin all the time on what to do yeah. and whether you know to hit a, a five iron or a four iron or you yeah. know whatever. And that's 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 the, and the coin I, I is make, spoken. The once, coin. once a coin speaks, it's out of your hands. That's the great yep, thing about making great, decisions mm-hmm. with a coin flip is it's chance. You know, it's it's out of your. It's not your decision. You don't have to rack your brain about it. No, no, no. And you know, this week the Texans will probably Tomiko's going to go. I don't know. Should we practice or not practice? I don't know. Let's flip the coin. Uh-huh. You know, well Monday was the coin Victor has Monday. spoken. They didn't have to practice. Yesterday. They didn't Victory have to Monday. practice yesterday, and and today's the the, the regular day off. Yeah. But but here's the deal is I think you should just rest on your laurels. This season already, huh. D'Amico is already in the uh, Coach of the Year conversation. C.J. Stroud in the MVP conversation. Yes. Nope. He nope. just Done. bypassed Rookie of the Year right to MVP. Right. If Now, it, at this point last year, if they were had, you know, five wins, I would have already c- collected my money. There's still a little work to be done, but I think we could cruise in with eight games left. We can absolutely cruise in. You can't cruise in with eight games left. D'Amico Ryan, as a matter of fact, was asked about uh, uh, how to win. And th- do do you think closing games and winning games comes when you just cruise, cruise under in under That's how I would do it. You think that's how D'Amico does it? That's how I do I it. I saw on, his post game. That's how I do it on a daily basis. <laughs> D'Amico's the best. <laughs> I saw his post game. Did you see his locker room stuff? Yeah. I mean, so good. The players. Well, that's all they did. I mean, they how nuts. are you not run through That's all they wall? did was yell. Yeah. I mean, D'Amico Ryans, though, is one of those guys that you just, you feel his leadership. Yeah. You feel the the controlled intensity and, and, and you feel a confidence level. I think, you know, when you see Bill O'Brien screaming and yelling, I think Bill O'Brien is fundamentally a pretty good coach, but he... How can you be confident when those around you are yelling and screaming he was and screaming manning? at Mac Jones on oh the sideline on Sunday? I'm sure he was frustrated. How could you not be frustrated? No, with I Mac guess Jones? you're going to be frustrated with Mac Jones. And that's yes. Bill's personality. But he's hitting at the. He's pounding at the. But that is going oh. to lead to erratic behavior on a team. D'Amico's quiet confidence is important, and D'Amico talked about yesterday about learning how to win. 
No one wavered right on our sideline. That's what I love. I love the resolve of our team. You know, everyone believed that we were going to win. Everyone put in the work and made the plays to help us win this game. And But it, it starts with the confidence that you have to have to win these tight games and, and also knowing that you know, we got guys, you know, CJ, receivers, Noah stepping up, having a big game. Like, guys stepped up and made big plays. And none other than Motor, the way he ran the football today is our, our best rushing game this year. Uh, credit to the O-line and Motor for the way he ran the football. It was impressive to see, and I love the way he finished all of his runs. Yeah, and and he really did. He did finish runs, and it's, you know, learning to win games. I still think that's a concern because the defense now four times have given up leads in the last minute. I know it's two of those became wins because of C.J. Stroud and, and the offense, uh, but it is still worth talking about. The defense has lot has not learned to finish games. No. This is four times over the last six where you have had leads that you gave up whether it was you gave up a lead to the other team or one was a tie this last game, uh, but only because your defense stepped up or they or they would have taken. Well, actually, it's only because Tyler Boyd, a consistent veteran, dropped a touchdown. <laughs> okay. Because then you would have had to score a touchdown, John, and I don't know if there's enough time to score a touchdown. Okay, so D'Amico talked about two. Um, Dal, let's uh, let's talk. Let's do number seven. Number seven. Um. There's a lot of team. Everybody practices two minute drill, right? Everybody. Yeah. I mean, they put a lot of emphasis on it. You have a specific day you do. It. You, you you do it and you do it multiple times. And actually, they stayed on the field and did more. Um, did you did you hear that story? Huh. Yeah. They said they wanted to stay on the field and do more. Who was it that called for it? I forget which player called for it. Somebody on on, on Twitter can 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 help me out. But they. Maybe that was that was actually the week before. Whatever the case may be, they are working at it, and here's D'Amico talking about working on that two-minute drill. When it's crunch time, man, it's two-minute mode. Right? We've gone through those situations a ton. We practice it every week, so our guys are calm in the moment because we've been through it, right? And they have confidence in that moment. You have confidence in our O-line and the way they protect in that moment, the receivers, right, being exactly where they're supposed to be making the plays and, of course, C.J. being able to step up and make plays, play after play after play in those two-minute drives is just it's fun to watch, right, because yeah, I know they're confident. As soon as they step on the field, they know they can drive the ball. They know they can make plays to put us in position, right, to score. And that's what they did on Sunday. That's what they did, you know, last week versus Tampa Bay. And the more you do those things in live action, I think the more confidence you continue to have when you are in those positions. It's what they did the week before. It's what they did the week before. So, listen, every team practices this. The Texans are really good at it, and there's one reason why. I've, I've never seen a Texas team that was like this. It's never like this. I mean, it's a small sample size, but it's a good one. Um, do you, did you hear the story by Tank Dell? Tank Dell said, we'll get, I'll get a text from him at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, you're talking about CJ. About CJ, yeah. Tank Dell says I, I got I get a text from him at about eleven o'clock at night, and it's about the defense that they're playing and what we can do differently against that defense. And he's like, "It's eleven, bro. It's midnight, I love bro." Love that. It, it's just like when David Carr was here. <laughs> when David got home, he was, and he took off his tape ring or put the real ring on or whatever yeah. the wedding ring, and he was throwing his kids in the air and playing like, I, hey, "Look, I love." Family guys and, and guys being good dads, and I you just can't be a good dad when you're an NFL quarterback. 
You, you can't be a no, you have stop. to be a good uh, you have to be a bad dad. No, well, that's, well, Tom Brady, what happened to him? Yeah. Dedicated well, to the well, game. You are such he a was hater. a good dad. That's what I'm saying. Well, he it breaks you down for all those man, years. I, I'm agreeing with Lance. Huh? That's what Lance said. Can't be a good you a family good guy if no. you if to you be a great quarterback. Tom Brady was a great is a great dad. If you're a coach or a quarterback, yeah. you can maybe the be, husband thing wasn't all that. I have a great dad making out your kid on on game days. Stop. Stop. This Stop is it. a dolphin. You're the he worst did do that, person. Did you're you do hate that? for him. You Listen, can you, you can come can't. after me because of bias, but didn't he not make out with this kid? He, he didn't, didn't make he out. Them. He gave him a kiss. He kissed on the lips. All parents kiss their kids. Was the last time you kissed except on the lips? Yeah. Would you kiss Jake's kid on the lips? You don't do that. Yeah. But he's different. He, you know what? He's That's why he's the goat. He's the goat. He does things different. Goats, goats do things different. Yep, Pat right. Mahomes making out with his kid. Uh, hmm. no, not making out. You're using a bad phrase. Now here's not making out. Here's the one that you wanted to play. Number number two. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh. I want to stick with <laughs> interesting. I think some discussions are being had behind the scenes with Texans players. I want you to listen first to what this is from right after the game. I want you to listen to C.J. Stroud. Listen to C.J. Stroud's message after the game. Hmm. I know it wasn't easy, but this is like that's what you want in the NFL. You want those hard wins because you want to be playing your best ball at this point. I mean, I think we're doing that. I think we're on an upscale. Um, and to be back in Ohio, I got a lot of buck I love, and I appreciate everybody who was in support. I mean, a lot of Texans out here too. Like we showing up. Um, so I really hope next week we play the Carters, man. Y'all, y'all pull up and we pack that thing out. Like I, I really, I really want to see a. A, f- a sold out stadium. I think um, at this point, man, I think that, that that's what we're ready for. And that juice that, that y'all bring, man, we play with with a hundred hundred percent energy. Um, and even in the in the, in the negative, like coming to the away game, like you you want to be the villain and you put on your mask, you ride with your brothers, and you go make plays. So um, it was a big win for us and got to build on this momentum. He's he's happy. Yeah. The Texans fans showing up on the right. He said, you know what? Well, you guys nope. should pull up at the home game too <laughs> and see what happens. Here's D'Amico Ryan's uh, D'Amico Ryan's yeah. yesterday. <laughs> brought up something similar. Yep. Our fans drive the energy in our stadium. So anytime we can have our stadium sold out and our fans are loud, just as as the end of that Tampa Bay game, when they were loud, right, it affected the offense, right? Our fans can truly affect the game by showing up, being loud, right, being rowdy, and causing chaos for the opposing uh, for the opposing offenses. So, I mean, we love our fans. It's, Show up and show out as CJ asked asked him to yesterday. It's uh, definitely a benefit to us, and it'd be a benefit to them helping us and getting a win by being as loud as possible. Yeah. So you know what's being talked about in that locker room? People sh- people show up. You know, it'd be okay, cool. So nah, hey, you man, guys, you, this you guys looking at this the wrong way. Here's what Tank's saying: like, ah, it looks good to me. Yeah. And CJ's like, no, nah, nah. uh-uh, no. Every game, we play Rutgers, this and came, we'd be packed this came out. Down Nico, from Nico Cal. Collins like, Me, hell yeah, yeah. You every got, damn game. You guys are looking at this the wrong way. Okay. This came down from Cal in the ticket office. Hey, make some noise, because the ticket sales ain't going no. so great. Let's no, go. Let's no, get no. Them in the no listen, I've seen they the played the people. Steelers here. The Steelers showed up better than the Texans fans did. Well, the Steelers showed here's up everywhere. Gonna, here's what will be embarrassing. If the Cardinals dominate the stand. Stop it. There are no Cardinals fans. Okay. That's all I'm saying. We better have more fans than the Cardinals There's going to be a section of people with little number one jerseys representing Kyler, and that'll be it. Yeah, uh, and they'll be regular size. Why has it always got to be little? Why has it always got to be little with Kyler? I'm assuming his his family's diminutive, too. Have you guys seen the overhead view of Kyler running around and scrambling? Mm. When you see it, it will... will crystallized little Kyler 
if there's an overhead view and all you see are little hands and legs running, Stop but the it. torso stays this the same. No, I'll show it to you. Mina Kimes had it, and when I watched it, I was transfixed. I, I've seen the video. On how sm- I, no. I just, I don't know. No, we're I not like doing it, that. I like it here. It was most people's takeaway wasn't look how small he is. That wasn't most people's takeaway. No, it was like me and John. So we had uh, we've had nothing but positive. There are some things that need to be cleaned now pull up. Pull up though, fans. Really, yeah. there's a rumor, no. and I don't know this to be true. Supposedly, there. It's not even supposedly. I've heard the streets have said they were going to give away fifty dollars gift cards to the first fifty thousand people that's who showed up. That's not true. That's what the streets are saying. That's, I'm not. That's when not, the streets say it. Well, it's I don't a care. Coin yeah, flip. tell people that. Yeah. I don't care. Um, when we come back, it's not all positive. There's some things that got to be cleaned up. We'll talk about it on the other side. Right now, though, I'm talking about Doc Linville, and you need to clean it up on the top of your head. You need to clean it up if you're mangy. Okay, I was mangy. I, I had. You know, here and there, I was. I had hair, hair. You know, it was you know showing up where it wanted to and where it didn't. Whatever. Here's the deal: is if you're looking for a great way to have hair to move it from the side and the back to the top of your head, because yeah, oh look, oh look at this rim I got around my head. Everybody's got that. The side and back of your hair always grows. You know what does it? The top. So here's the deal is Doc Linville moves it, and Doc Linville's moving it at a better price right now, and it ain't going to last forever. $3.50 per neograft is a great price. He's already competitive, not only competitive, but better than a lot of these places with $4. But he's giving you an extra 50 cents off right now, and it ain't going to last forever. He said, I'm going to do this. I don't care. Let's let's do this thing. Even though he's one of the biggest already in the hair movement business, he still says, I'm still going to give it up for the people because he don't care. Here's the deal. If you're looking for hair, now's the best time to go to 975hair.com. That's 975hair.com. ESPN 975.com. Fighter of the Night, man. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. The Houston Cougars close out their regular season home slate this Saturday against the Oklahoma State Cowboys, coming off a tough loss to the Cincinnati Bearcats this past Saturday. Final home game of the regular season, and they will be saluting their seniors. Join us for a night of thrilling plays, unforgettable moments, and a celebration of those dedicated senior athletes. Don't miss out on all the excitement. Tickets start at just $15, but you're listening to us, so we're going to give you a chance to go for free. But if you don't win, go to uscougars.com slash tickets or call 713-GO-COOGS now to get your tickets. Come early, be loud, wear red. So caller 5 at 740 was a pair of tickets to the Cougars versus Oklahoma State in the final home game of the regular season for the Cougars. We'll also give away another pair later in the show. But caller 5, 740 was a pair of tickets to the Cougs versus the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yeah. I don't know why he does. Um, Jim Harbaugh. Looks like Mr. McGoo, according to Lance. I don't know. All right, I got so I rewatched the game yesterday. I wanted to see. I made. I got a couple observations. One is Denzel Perriman is terrible in this pass coverage thing. <laughs> yeah, he's never had. It's so never he gave up. You know, their first dead opening drive. He gave up a couple of passes to Hudson. I mean, he's on the coverage, and Hudson. I get it. Guys are going to make plays. You know, they're going to make, even if you're close. I mean, it's Joe Burrow. He's going to throw it accurately. I get it. I get all that stuff. The interference in the end zone 
that he had. Not only did he have a hold, but he also had an interference. Wait, illegal <clears throat> contact and interference. They yeah. called two penalties on two him. Two penalties. Have you? I don't but, know that but, I've but, seen but, that but, often. But the point on this is this: is that okay? So the tight end is running around. Who, who was it? Sampler? Was it Sample? Was it? Uh, uh, was it Hudson? May have been Drew uh, Sample. Sample. It might have been Sample. Yeah. Whatever the case. There's maybe. Irv Smith. They have three <clears throat> tight ends. Yeah. That they use all the time. So when you're in the back of the end zone, first of all, that's five yards from the line of scrimmage. Right. There's no more contact, right? Right. He's put, and then when the balls, he's pushing him out of the end zone. Yeah. Like, it, what world is that not going to be? How are you? That's your. That's your defense. It's automatic that it's either going to be illegal contact down the field or interference. I guess you're just so afraid of getting beat. Your face guard, so you're already panicking. I guess you're just so afraid of being the one that gives up the big, you know. But you're giving up the big point. penalty. I know. So, I mean, but at least give it. The guy might drop the ball. Like, guess who was on the coverage when Tyler Boyd dropped the ball in the end zone? It was. Uh, it, uh, was it was Pyramid. Oh, was it really? Yes. He's the closest. How did they get Perryman? Perryman? So, I mean, that's a good job by Cincinnati to get Perryman matched up on, well, really anybody. He's not good in coverage, but. But Perryman was on Boyd a couple times. Yes, why is that and third down. Why is he on the field on third down? I don't why know. is he, that's a that's a good question. Not only that, he was underneath, and Petrie was over the top on the Boyd big completion that went down the sideline to set that up. Well, remember, you have Henry Tuo Tuo was out, but I don't know that that made a would have made a difference. Cashman I mean, or a deep well, or Christian, a safety. Can Christian Harris? I would think that Cashman and Christian, Christian Harris is much better in coverage. Well, Cashman and Christian Harris, just from a physical standpoint, are much better. Listen, you cannot catch a ball in the flat against the Texans if Christian Harris is on the field. God, he is a freight train. He is crushing Runs people. the alley and just – and here's the thing. He gets there so quickly. Now, he's a run-and-chase will linebacker is what he is. He doesn't see the plays very well from inside the box. He doesn't have great vision. He doesn't have great instincts. But, man, if you just allow him to run and go, go run and hit oh. things – that's what he does he, well. And so he's been you're people playing up. to his strength because he's so quick. Running backs don't have a chance to get foot planted and make him miss. As soon as they catch, boom. I mean, he is popping. He is. I don't want to catch a ball in the flat with Christian Harris. I never want to catch a ball in the flat. So, with, but with you Christian know who Harris. I do want to catch a ball against? Jalen Petrie. He can't tackle. He's usually really good. The one in the back. No, he would have missed a lot of tackles too. last year. I, he Did missed he really? a lot of tackles. Well, he year. goes low and tries to chop out legs. And, and, and how many times has he blitzed and he misses the guy? He that was a huge play on third down where it's a perfect call. He in the backfield and he misses the tackle on, you're, on, on Mixon. Yeah, yeah. He can't. He went not at the only that, but he Mixon the, made a good play to stay upright. He's there. also the guy on the long Tyler Boyd completion that set up the field goal to tie it. He's right. Pyramid's in front, and Petrie's right behind him. And Petrie makes a bad move, and he takes one cut, and he's gone. And it's like, Jalen, what you doing? What you? He didn't. He didn't have a tackle Saturday, Sunday. He didn't have a tackle. You better watch Slander and Jalen Petrie. No, we love Jalen Petrie in this. City. I, I love Jalen Petrie. He's what is? He can't. It's the tackling thing. Okay, I'm gonna see how many missed tackles he has um, this year. How about? Did you see what PFF's grade for Tyler for Titus Howard was on pass blocking? No, twenty nine. How do you throw for three hundred fifty six yards and you have a twenty one guy with a twenty nine and the rest of the guys were all around the field? I don't know. I know. I don't know how the, uh, first the of all, grading thing. First of all, there was one. Goes. There was one sack. Titus Howard is on the guy, and here comes a guy up the middle that Titus Howard picked up, and his guy took off and yeah. went after 
and went after CJ, and CJ had to get rid of the ball. It's that's not on Titus Howard did actually did the right thing. There was a guy coming up the middle, and Titus Howard got off of that guy and got and 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 cut off the guy that was coming up the middle because that guy would have been closer. Yeah, he would have been closer and 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 had a full head of steam going after CJ. I, I think P, well, your dad knows PFF's grades for linemen. It's it's uh it can be a little problematic because it's it it I I, I know this from watching. I look at their grades just uh just because I can I match my tape to. They're cut the cutups to like if I say like if I'm looking at a there's a running back you know Kyron Williams came from Notre Dame is it with the Chargers uh, or is it the Rams no he's with the Rams and in pass pro for the Joe Moore Award we're like this kid should get his own award he flattens people on pass protection when he was at Notre Dame he was unbelievable and PFF had a grade on him like thirty something and I said man let me go back and look at it. I don't know what they I, – I honestly have no idea. He's incredible. Really? And I have no idea how they came up with it. And, I, and this happens frequently now. You know, the pass pro stuff, you have a limited – the grade's going to be lower because you may have – you know, you have however many – you know, 37 pass reps or whatever. And then uh, if he gives up a pressure, that's a minus. Any kind of pressure, what they deem pressures. So until you have it tied directly to location of the football, you know, through sensors, location of the football, a lot of it is who's grading – Who's yeah. grading that particular game? Well, and did, not only not only that, we back to Jalen Petrie. Now, the Jaylen first Petrie, touchdown, you know who? You they know, only have two there was mis- a safety over the top for that, for, for, for Stingley. You know who mis- that was? Uh, it was Petrie. It was it was Petrie on the first. Yeah, but that and was, it was also Petrie, Jalen, Jamar Chase. Now Jamar Chase, Joe, Joe Burrow broke out, and it's hard to stay. Wait, with wait, the guy on the touchdown to Trent Irwin, though. That's that was that coverage is up to. He's got to flip his because it, it, it wasn't. It didn't look like it was court. It didn't look like it was cover two. He's got to flip. Well, he's got he's got help he over got the beat. top. Only Petrie was cut, yeah, was, was behind it. But yeah, but it's over the sideline too. Like that's one that you're not going to. Joe Burrow's going to beat your safety there every, every hundred days out of hundred days. Yeah, he's well gonna beat if you he there. hits it in between the two, right? And, yeah, and that was in the end zone. Whatever the case may be, Jalen Petrie, I, I, we don't know what the coverage was and whether or not Jalen. Uh, Jalen Petrie was the co- closest guy to Jamar Chase as well when Jamar Chase caught the touchdown pass. Now, it's a broken play. It's tough to stay with a guy. Pa- uh, J- uh, Jamar yeah, Chase made a nice Yeah, uh, he was coming across the field. He was coming across the field because I was trying to look at who the trail coverage was, the corner who had a man-to-man, yeah. and I couldn't see who it was on the replay. Well, I think it was two safeties. I think it would have been Houston uh, Carson. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I want to have a back, a third-string <laughs> safety on Jamar Chase. That's well, good. Well, it I might like have been that. deep. It might have been three deep. I mean, and, and they got beat. I don't know. But well, here- the scramble, he, he came across. Joe made a great Joe play. Joe made a great play. Joe made a great yeah. throw. I'm looking at Jalen Petrie. They've got him for uh, – they've got him for uh, only two missed tackles in passing, you know, tackling as a – after the catch. And they've got him for – and frankly, this isn't that bad. They've got him for – Seven missed tackles this year in run games. Now, actually, it is a bad percentage because it shows him at fifteen total tackles, solo tackles. His great his tackle percentage or his run defense last year was my, his negative plays were ten percent of the plays were negative, and his positive were seven point six percent, which leaves a lot of plays were just you know yeah, just right. not big positives, not big negatives. This year it's six point three negative, which is lower, but only four point four positive. So. Uh, by the numbers, they've got him at fifty nine grade against the run, but last year they had him forty four two. 
I thought he was really good against no, Rome. Last he misses year. a lot of tackles, right? But last year, didn't he feel like he made a lot of plays? He does, last year? but well he well, let's face it, that defensive line, he oh, was he was in a lot of plays. Oh my god. Last year he had twenty eight missed tackles yeah. in the run game. <sighs> yeah. Whoa. No, he's twenty eight missed tackles he, he, last year. He's got seven this year. This year he's really tightened it up. You actually should be thankful. Well, he hasn't played. Jim. Oh, that's he, right. He missed a lot was, of games. That's right. He was out all those games. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's only out, what, two games? Two or three? I don't know. I don't know. Three yeah. or two or three. I mean, he do. That's right. He misses a lot of tackles, bro. Uh, 713 780 is nah, the number. I'm, gonna, I'm riding with Petrie. You guys can jump, I am off, too. No, can no, jump no. off the Petrie. But you know what? Yeah, what did I say? I'm still he's on. wild, though. He's You're always wild. tailing. Whatever John says. Oh, know. that's how you think this is going? I just follow what John says and I know, agree with him? It, it is like, kind of true. Damn, Petrie's bad. Oh, uh, I didn't say a word. <laughs> you know who's good? John Clay Wolf. John Clay Wolf is great. Look, if you're looking for the best way to sell that vehicle, got one way to do it, my, my friend. All you need to do is go to GiveMeTheVin.com. John Clay Wolf will buy it. And especially if you've got a really, really nice car, John Clay Wolf pays stupid, stupid money. He really does. It's a vintage car. A really high end car. Now, if you got a regular car, he's going to give you more. It doesn't matter. I mean, I don't care what kind of car it is. Uh, now, he doesn't buy like one thousand dollar cars. He just doesn't do that. I mean, they, 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 those are unsellable. What he does is he buys them and he gives you more for them, and then he takes them to auction and he hopes that he makes some money on it. He'll make pennies on the dollar. As opposed to these other guys that are trying to buy low, as low as they possibly can. That's what you're taught, right? Buy low, sell high. John Clay Wolf buys high and sells high. You ain't affected by how he sells it. All you're affected by is how he buys it. And he buys it from you, and he gives you more money. That's what you're worried about. And here's the deal. If you're looking for the best way to do it, you have to go. If you're selling your car, you must go to find out what it's worth at GiveMeTheVin.com. That's GiveMeTheVin.com. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. I don't get it. There are things in this world that we will never fully understand. Understand. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Lance and John. Scratch that. Reverse it. So, uh, this story broke yesterday. Uh, did you did you guys see this? Um, remember when uh, Colorado Buffaloes they played UCLA yeah. a, a, at UCLA, and they got back to the locker room and their jewel they had all kinds of stuff stolen out of their lockers in California. It turns yeah. out it was UCLA recruits from a school called Beaumont High. It's not our Beaumont High. It's Beaumont High. In Riverside County. Wow. Yeah. And they went into the locker room and they, I'm not sure that's the best way to go about recruiting. I mean, if you're good, if you want to go to a school, you let me go to the school. And when I get there, let me steal stuff. I'm yeah. sure. I don't know. I don't know. That's not the best way to go about that. So literally you're recruiting some thieves. Yes. You're recruiting thieves. Now. They're working toward. They got some of the stuff recovered, and they're working towards getting the rest of the stuff. What happens recovered. to the players? The well, I'm, I imagine they're going to be. Well, they're juveniles first of all, so uh, they're probably you know. And in California, it doesn't matter what you steal, you're going to be fine. You're, you're fine, <laughs> right? It's it's a lot like here, though, isn't it? 
Well, I mean, a lot well, like, I, well, I think pr- pretty much everywhere. Well, here's the thing. Like, how do we feel? What would you, all right, if Miami, if somebody came to Miami and you're recruiting those guys, what would you, like, what are your thoughts? And the, But they're really, 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 really good. And they stole from the rival team? Yeah. Yeah. That's better? That's okay? I mean, it, orange yeah. and green. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad <laughs> you know it's side drawn. Um, this is one of these things where uh, a college will just tell a school, hey, you, you guys can come in today. I'm not even sure if these are major recruits or just, hey, we're trying to build a relationship with the school. Um, obviously, when this happens, you don't want that type of – you don't want those guys in your locker room unless they're five stars. Mm. Oh, yeah. hmm. Do you want them in your, in your uh, store? Do you want those kind of guys in your store? Why would a school own a store? Okay, but what if you're in a store? It's interesting. You think yeah, that, that way, you would Del. think that way, Dell. Yeah. That it's not okay because yeah. if you're in a store, I, hold on. Before and somebody you, is before you get to something. the story where you try to paint me in a certain way, I didn't say I would stop those guys from stealing. I just say you oh. wouldn't want them. Uh, no, in your but you don't think it's okay. You don't think it's Why right. Why don't you tell people no. how you had a Why, chance? Yeah, let me, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's you could have been a good citizen. You had a chance to actually. Live up to the social contract. What contract? And you decided yeah. to let right. the country down. The not country. Just the country. Go ahead. Well, definitely the Harris why? County area so, or so. Why City should area. why should I be this, the loss prevention officer for a CVS? Why don't you tell people what happened, Dell? I walked into let people. Judge I walked you. into the CVS over here on Richmond and, and Rice. The, for whatever reason, that CVS doesn't refrigerate their drinks. It's just a thing they don't do. I don't know why that is. At least when I get there in the morning, maybe they do with the milk. I would hope so. But their energy drinks, their regular drinks, their sodas, they don't they don't refrigerate them. So, but that's besides the point. I walk in and I hear, eh, eh. I'm not. I'm barely paying attention, but I notice that sound. So I look to my right, and there's a guy struggling with the chip reader at the self checkout. So I'm like, okay. By the time I get back, he should be fine. If that even crossed my mind, I go get my drink. And I come back, he's still dealing with it. Now, at the time I walked in, there was a CVS employee trying to help him, but another customer walked in, so she decided to go help him and walk away, and then she was going to come back, I assume. By the time I get my drink, he is still struggling with this particular self-checkout uh, card reader. I go to the one to his right, have no issues, and I'm ready to check out and type it in my, my phone number for customer care, get the discount, whatever. And I... I'm a char- and I like charity, so I round up on my on my on my my charge. So not a bad person, despite what you're trying to paint. Bad ass. person? <laughs> no, no, no. That doesn't make you a good okay, person. Okay, well, fine, fine, whatever. Fine, whatever. As I am wrapping up and having my receipt sent to my email address, the gentleman who's got a cart now. Normally, normally people walk into CVS, they don't have a cart, but they are available. So he has a number of items, maybe three or four bags worth. I look to my left, and I, I get this dismissive sound from him, like. Pfft, all right, and then he 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 rolls the cart outside without paying because the chip reader was still giving him issues. After a couple mm-hmm. more, eh, eh, he just rolls outside, and then another employee, not the original employee, I discussed. Uh, uh, this was this one was a man. Goes, hey, my man, where are you going? But he doesn't stop him. He just lets him roll out. And I look, and I'm like, huh? I guess this is happening. And then when I turn, I walk out, turn to my right. I assume he had a car because there's a lot of bags. He didn't have a car. He just rolled the cart a couple feet down, took the bags out of the car, cart, and walked on his merry way. So you way. had multiple opportunities to, to stop, stop a crime in progress. A crime in progress, and, and you do did your nothing. job. <laughs> do uh, my you job. did nothing. So your societal job. job. That's yeah. not my job. There's no. actually a guy there whose job it was, not, and he didn't do it. Have you seen okay. videos where... Or just regular people just run and jump on people. And Why would I do that? How about this? Did you guys see the story about the cop that got shot and the guy came up during a gunfight with the guys 
and a good Samaritan came out of nowhere, pulled the cop to safety. Mm-hmm. That is a good person. You, not you so much. Just I would like to point you, and now not all a good of our person. insurance premiums are going. I would up. like yeah. to point now, out. Oh, now I, I would like CVS to CVS and guess how much stuff is going to cost. Premiums go up, and guess what? Gatorade. <laughs> I would like to now. point out that the gentleman who actually worked at the CVS, who saw the guy walk out, was like, "Oh, okay." So I'm supposed to. They're do not something. allowed to. They get fired. I'm not. What you am I doing? Fired, yeah, what you're I not, doing? No, you could just be a good person. I could have put your Venmo out there for people to give you a dollar. I'm supposed to stop him because he takes a couple sodas. Dell, you had a chance to make maybe. A difference, hold on, and you did. How about this? The man was so desperate to feed his family that he decided <laughs> oh, to steal. How about that? How about that? Am I supposed to steal a bunch of bread? Am I supposed to stop a single father from feeding his small children? <laughs> See, there it is. No. How about now that? Now he's using his truck oh, card okay. on you. How, right. Now what? Jean Valjean is what you're saying? Are you suggesting that I should have stopped that man from giving bread and sandwich meats and 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 drinks and water is to his kids? Is that what he had? Is that, is that it? It was like he was trying to hold pay. On, what? Did you see what he had? He had a couple like fruit drinks or something like that. It wasn't like he wasn't like he was stealing probably like he some had probably makeup. He had, he had food, nail polish. No, I, I saw him. He had food. So okay. are you telling me a hungry man with his hungry family was supposed to stop? Oh, he tried to pay. Exactly. He tried. Okay. He tried. Each oh, oh, that's good enough now. Yeah. Okay. I fix your machine. Sorry, my hey, CVS. Fix your machine. You're a terrible person. All you are not the hero we needed. Before you say another word, All I know is, I wish we had Before you answer take this. me up like a slave again, listen to me, there is something that I must do. You just basically said the yes. entire, you took basically Les Mis, yeah. scene from it, you put it in a CVS with a broken cooler, Only and this- then you had a chance to be Valjean. Is he the good guy? Jean Valjean's a good guy. No, Jobert, no, Jobert is the bad guy. That's the guy who That's the guy who him? yeah, who keeps chasing him. You you Wait, could have been Jobert. Who wants you to be that guy? Who the bad guy? Who wants to be he's, Jobert? Who no, knows? He's nobody. the bad guy. The yeah, why would I want to be that guy? To he actually the thief? killed himself. Wow. <laughs> That's right. And I've actually yeah. performed that uh but and we both stopped talking so we can get that clean. So now we have part of you singing from Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm, ha- I'm happy you I do. just want to point out, you guys don't know that man's situation. He could have been very hungry trying to feed his kids. Or he could have just been seen, or maybe it was a test. Maybe it was God testing you to see if you would make the right choice. Remember that song, What If God Was One of Us, Just a Slob Like One of Us? It Maybe that Are was you saying that. God? I don't, I don't know. I Are don't you know. saying God would stop a hungry know. man maybe from feeding his like, family? I can just <sighs> say this. I can just say this. Man. You had a chance. When yes. you go home at night. You, Has that been bothering you? You know who I don't want? Yes, it should be. Has you know that, who I don't want in a, in fox in, in a foxhole? Dell. Okay, Dell. Because he ain't going to step up. You had a chance, you had a to, chance make a to save you know what? Harris save County. This city. I feel like That's more, league city behavior. I feel this like, is Harris County. I feel no. like I'm more like Jesus than you think. That man was trying to feed his family, and it's almost no. like I multiplied his the food in his bag. <laughs> he he had the money cre- to pay Del's for it. He tried to. He just didn't have the patience. He tried to. And he decided I had had enough, so I'm not going to stop a man who's trying to feed You're people who's, who who are hungry. Terrible person. So I think you, I did. I think I did a great work, service. I I rounded up on my bill to go to charity, and I let a hung, hungry what if those father. Kids from Riverside what did you get? Twelve were cents. To, one cent. It what if my bill? My bill. We're trying to feed their. <laughs> turned, I rounded up before looking at the bill. It turned out it was two ninety nine. <laughs> you gave a penny. And I didn't know. This is yeah. See, you're I the chose worst person. Up before you're, I looked at the bill. Oh yeah, that penny. That's gonna feed the hungry. Hey, nice a, job, Dell. Penny a day can do a lot of things. I've heard is what that. We were told. Uh, I think right? you guys. I Not anymore. You, now it's a, for a cup of coffee a day. Like which? 
I'm, coffee because some of them are really expensive cups. I'm right. assuming Peter and Chris have thoughts. But Peter I and like- Chris have thoughts on this on the other side right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Right now, though, I've got some thoughts on my bookie, mybookie.ag. Listen, if you if you go to mybookie.ag and you win, you're going to have plenty of money to pay for your groceries, okay? This is what you want to do, okay? You want to win, get paid. You want those parlays? Where And here's the deal about parlays. They're very difficult. Parlays just ain't easy, people. And here's the deal is if you've got the first couple of legs of your parlay, you can get out early. Because at mybookie.ag, they've got a, 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 a get out early of parlay card, and you can play it. Now, and, and it's so good. It's so wonderful. What I need you to do is go to my bookie and see all of the different stuff that they have, which is awesome. They've got an odds boost where you can change the number and get a better odds on different games. You can make your own number on games. It's so it's so cool. Everything about my bookie. It is a great site. You will love it. You will find out that it's this is where you want to play and get paid. Plus, they got a cash bonus that you can get out early on as well. So, if you're looking for the best way to play, win, and get paid, there's one place to go. Mybookie.ag. But you got to put in promo code bet nine seven five. Mybookie.ag. Promo code bet nine seven five. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Mybookie. Get over here! ESPN 97.5, the only Houston sports station with a bidet. Red sun rises. Blood has been spilled this night.